Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Source Financia, Coast to Main Podcast, and the host of the Source Financia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one. In this video, I wanted to touch on a question that I get asked frequently, especially when I leave China, is, hey, should I look for factories in Vietnam or Thailand or these kind of places? So I wanted to touch on China sourcing versus the greater Southeast Asia sourcing. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Sourcing in China versus other Southeast Asian countries. Obviously, China has been the number one manufacturer of anything for a very, very long time, right? And China is still one of, still the best place to get 90% of the goods that you're looking for made. Um, but what's happening is with all this growth, all this success in mainland China, um, the cost of living is, is getting higher. The, wage, the wages are becoming higher as well. And therefore it becomes more expensive to make products. So a lot of products that inquire, that are very labor intensive, that, are, that require somebody to actually physically sit at a station and work on something and, and produce a product at the end of it, those are the kind of products that are now being transitioned out of China and you know, th those are the products that are now being made in other Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, like Thailand, like the Philippines, like Cambodia as I mentioned, in, in Indonesia. Just, just simply because the cost of living and the wages are lower in those countries. Some people think that products are gonna, like, like the manufacturing is gonna completely shift away from China. The end of the day, or it's gonna shift from China to like India. At the end of the day, China still has 1.4 billion people and, and growing. Like that just the sheer number of people that work in the manufacturing space is just can't be matched by any other country. It could be by India, but then we, now we have to talk about infrastructure, right? Like Chinese infrastructure around manufacturing, this country has been built on that. So they, they just, everything from the shipping and logistics is the number one thing. So every everything around the shipping and logistics when it comes to manufacturing is just designed for speed and reliability. Like you can ship something from, Shanghai to Guangzhou where I am which is a three-hour plane ride right like you can ship it same day and it's gonna arrive there guaranteed within probably 24 hours you know this Amazon's trying to do that in the US but like this is just regular shipping it's not even it's not even express shipping and you pay like a dollar two dollars to, to get that well two dollars roughly to to get your stuff shipped from one place to another and without fail I, I've done hundreds of probably thousands of shipments within China at this stage and we've maybe lost like two or three products like it's never it's never been an issue it's always always and if it does get delayed then usually they're able to find it and if you're ordering a product from a specific place like a, a store or whatever they usually replace it if it gets damaged in the shipping process so they just they figured out like logistics they've made it reliable they've made it fast Obviously the manufacturing side of things, they figured that out as well. They know how to deconstruct a product and replicate it very effectively. And then from there, even the machinery, right? So like the, the machines are pretty fucking expensive. Like I just spent 
Before Chinese New Year, I spent about six, seven days with a client traveling around northern China and southern China, sourcing uh, plastic injection molding machines, which uh, I will have a video about probably, probably close to when this video comes out. And I mean, these machines cost at minimum $60,000 and they can go and that's just the machine. There's also ancillary things that you have to buy around it. So like, if you buy one machine, it's gonna be like 100,000, a little bit over 100,000. That's for small parts. If you wanna make something slightly larger, like a cup or a helmet, which is what we were sourcing, you're talking about machines that cost 160 to $200,000 and they go all the way up to a million dollars. So the idea that some of these countries where these factories are popping up are all of a sudden just going to buy hundreds, going to spend millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars on machinery, let alone the shipping cost of shipping a giant injection molding machine from Guangzhou to, to, uh, to Bangkok or Chiang Mai. Like, it's just, it's not feasible. It's gonna take such a long time for those countries to get to that stage. And then, like I said, they just don't even have as, uh, enough people. To, to get to that level where, where China is. So China is always going to dominate manufacturing in the sense that they have the infrastructure, they have the machinery, they have the workforce. But what's going to happen is it's going to be products that are more based around automation, products that require machinery, specialization, things like that, and then speed as well. Those, that's something that China is always going to have over any other country. The other countries might be able to beat China based on price, but it's probably going to be, it's probably going to take longer, it's probably going to be less reliable, and it's probably just not going to be feasible when it comes to certain products that require, you know, a lot of machinery. And also I noticed that even on the few occasions where we've spoken to factories in Vietnam and such, their minimum order quantities are significantly larger. And that's probably because of what I just said, is like the infrastructure is in there. So they, like if you have, you know, you have to pay your workers a certain amount and then somebody wants to place an order with you for like 50 units or 100 units on, on you know, a bag, it might not be worth it for them to take the order because it's like, for them to set up the whole production process for this product and then only make a couple hundred units and maybe make like a couple thousand dollars, it's like, doesn't make sense. But in China, if you wanted to do that, they've done that so many times. They have the machinery, they have a way to make sure that they're still profitable while working on smaller orders. So that's another advantage that China has over these other countries is that they don't necessarily need to have a large minimum order quantity to work on, on your, your project. I guess the advantages of working with the Southeast Asian countries outside of China is language. Right, so if you work in the Philippines, if you're sourcing from the Philippines, if you're sourcing from Thailand, if you're sourcing from um, even Vietnam to a certain extent, you're gonna find less language barriers, right? Especially the Philippines. I mean, everybody speaks English. So it's just gonna be a little bit easier to source the products because you can actually communicate with the people relatively um, straightforward, relatively easier, I mean, but the negative side of things is that it's significantly difficult to find factories remotely. Like if you're going to deal with the Philippines and Vietnam, like they're not listed on Alibaba. They're, they're obviously listed on other sites. Maybe some factories are listed on Alibaba, but it's just not as much of a, there's not as much of a clear cut resource to find these factories that are in the other Southeast Asian countries. So that means you either have to find the equivalent of, of my company in those, in those countries. And then again, 
that's also difficult to find. Like I, I've tried doing it. You know, it's not easy to find. Uh, you know, sourcing people that are in those in, in those specific countries. So then that leaves you with the other thing of like having to physically go there and 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 you know go there and source the factories yourself. So it's just a little bit more difficult because again the infrastructure isn't in place. Not even just from a on the ground standpoint, but even from an online standpoint, the infrastructure just isn't quite there yet. Um, but again, there are advantages because it's cheaper. Like I said, communication is probably going to be a little bit easier. So there's going to be a shorter learning curve than there is to to dealing with Chinese manufacturers. Um, so you just kind of have to weigh up those options. Like if you are, if, if it's imperative that your product is a certain price point, then yeah, I would say, and, and it's a textile, something that involves sewing and hand stitching and stuff like that. I think a lot of bags make sense outside of China. Shoes, I mean clothing, like all this stuff is already being made outside of China, you know? So those are things that I would take into consideration. And if you're also dealing with larger, uh, order quantities, I would take into consideration, you know, checking out those countries, but just be prepared to spend a lot more time finding the factories, um, spend a lot more time like learning, you know, how it works there because from even from a shipping and logistics standpoint, it's different from here. And there's just so much more resources when it comes to dealing with China. I think obviously things are shifting and there's probably going to be platforms that pop up that consolidate sourcing from all these other Southeast Asian countries, probably platforms that exist that I don't know about, but it's just not as clear cut as, as Alibaba. So good luck with your sourcing guys. I hope you I hope this video helps you make a decision as to whether you want to work with China or you want to pursue, you know, Vietnam or Thailand or the Philippines or Cambodia or Indonesia. And I will see you guys next week. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made in China podcast. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcast at sourcefinasia.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinasia.com slash made in China. And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, Source by Asia, all one word. Cheers.